Praise the Lord, everyone. Isn't it good to be here this morning? Amen. Good to see everyone able to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And uh, great to see uh, all our guests today, family members that have come to join us on a special day, Resurrection Sunday. And uh, thankful that our Savior is risen. thankful that that I, I know a risen Savior and serve a risen Savior. Our God's not dead. He is alive. Amen. Well, I'm glad three other people believe that this morning. Our God is not dead. He is alive. <laughs> Amen. Our God is still all-powerful. He's omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing. Amen. He's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's still all-powerful. He can still heal, save, and deliver. Man, we have experienced a powerful move of the Holy Ghost in such a great way over the last several months. God has done things. He's healed cancer. He's healed growths and cysts and thyroids and COVID. He's done just a lot of things, and that's just a demonstration of his awesome power of who he is. Even if he did not do those things, I would still serve and love him and yes. worship yes. him. But I'm thankful there are benefits that come with living for God. <laughs> Amen. Again, we're so just delighted to see everyone here this morning. And uh, it's good to have Ashley and uh, Sister Baker's granddaughter and all her family and Shyla and everybody good to see y'all and amen good to see uh, the Jameses here this morning amen, amen. and uh, they, these are to me they're like family I just we just go way back and love the James family and good to see everybody good to have is it Javier Lopez and your family here this morning God bless you and your family. Thank you for being with us today. Amen. Amen. I assume this is a relation to Erica. All right. All right. Good deal. And I know y'all good people. Amen. Praise God. Good to have y'all this morning. Erica's mom. Always just a beautiful lady. Always good to see you with us in the house of the Lord. And isn't it good just to be in the presence of the Lord today? Amen. Amen. I'm just looking around. Janet, always good to see you. We claim you. You're just family, too. Amen. Amen. And uh, just a, a sweet lady. And always good to see you. And I know we've loaned them to the, the, the great state of Idaho, but amen. Reagan and Hunter and Levi. Levi's probably in the back, but always good to see you guys. Love you guys. Amen. And uh, I could just go around the the room, but it's so good to see everybody. If you're sitting close to somebody, most of you are this morning, tell them how good it is to see them in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, God is good all the time. And I, I pray that for the next few minutes today that God would move upon us in this house today. 
and speak and minister to all of us on this special Sunday. And I am humbled to just be able to stand here this morning to try to offer an encouraging word from the Word of God today. I'm just so very humbled. Brother Scott mentioned something a minute ago. He said, you know, it's sometimes just thanks seems to feel so inadequate for all the good things that God has done. And that's how I feel right now. Thanks to the Lord is just my thanks to Him. I could scream or shout or cry or whatever, but it just seems so inadequate of His great mercies and His grace and His love towards me that I didn't deserve. Uh, and some of you, not that much better than I am, you didn't deserve it either. Let's just be real. None of us in here are going to walk out those doors walking on water today. My wife is really close. <coughs> so for marriage seminar, a little sidebar, that men, that's you. Compliment your spouse. Happy spouse, happy house. Happy wife, happy life. Amen. But none of us are perfect. Amen. Not a single one of us. None of us could measure up to the goodness of God. None of us. So let's just make something clear today. If you feel inferior, inferior or inadequate in the presence of God, welcome to the team. you feel somehow this morning that I, I don't even know that I have a right to be in the presence of God today. Welcome to the club. Then you are in the right place. It's probably the one that thinks, well, I deserve to be here. They're the one that's going to be out of place. Well, that's not even in my message this morning, but this is just how I feel. My thanks to him is just so inadequate, but I'm going to try my best anyhow to give him all the praise and the glory and the thanks that I can. Jesus, can we just lift up our hands and our voices and can we just give God some thanks right now? Jesus, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for the price that you paid, the blood that you shed at Calvary. God, I just want to give you thanks this morning. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Oh, thank you for salvation today. I don't deserve it, but I'm thankful for it anyhow. And give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Can we just close your eyes and just love Him and talk to Him? Meditate. Can you just think on Him for a moment this morning? God, we love you. We've come in this house today. I know we celebrate, the world celebrates your resurrection and your power. God, we celebrate that every day. We celebrate you for who you are. Jesus, I love you. I'm humbled to be able to even stand in your presence today. Give you glory and honor and praise. I just want to commune with you, Lord, this morning.
just stand and sing this if you know it. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. You, Jesus. Sing that again. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end. Oh, yes. It will always be, and it's always been you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus at the center of my life. Is he at the center of your life this morning? Jesus at the center of my life. Oh, from beginning to the end. It will always be, and it's always been you, Jesus. You, Jesus. Can we sing that together? Jesus at the center of my life. Jesus at the center of my life. Oh, Jesus at the center of my life. From beginning to it will always be, and it's always been you, Jesus. You, Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. Thank you, Lord. From beginning to the end it will always be and it's always been you Jesus you Jesus hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus you see the center of it all this morning you see the center of it all in your life today if he's the center of it all, why don't you just give him praise? Why don't you direct all your attention, love, and affection? Jesus, I love you. I worship and adore you. I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify and exalt your holy name. You are worthy to be praised. Lord, I live for you. I live because of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Once again, great to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. I want to go to the book of John, chapter 1. The book of John, gospel according to John. Chapter 1, verse number, let's, why don't we go to verse number 26. We'll read just a few verses and then y'all can be seated in a moment. Thank you for standing in honor of the reading of the word this morning, which is our custom here. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, 
whose shoes latch it. I am not worthy to unloose. This is referencing when Boaz purchased Ruth's redemption. The, the, story of, the, the story in the book of Ruth, chapters 1, 2, and 3, and 4, is all about redemption. It's all about redemption today. Being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Being redeemed, being redeemed, redeemed is somebody paid for you. We are bought with a price. And Boaz, had, Ruth uncovered his feet. He didn't have the shoe of redemption, so he went and he purchased it. And the one that had it, he gave him the shoe, and he purchased the shoe. John the Baptist is saying, I do not have the shoe of redemption for you, but there is one. <laughs> his name is Jesus, <laughs> who purchased our redemption. That's what John is saying. Whose shoes latch it, I'm not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Same place, 14 years, where they crossed the river Jordan into the promised land. Verse 29, the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, everybody say behold. <coughs> behold us to look, to see, to have revelation, understanding. John says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh the man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him can i just interject here and give you a little mini sermon in 30 seconds whenever the lamb is exalted the spirit always descends whenever we praise and we worship the lamb the spirit always descends god inhabits the praises of his people some people look at us and go, why do you get all excited and why do you get, why do you praise and worship? It's because we want the Spirit to descend. We want to, because in His presence, there's fullness of joy. And at His right hand are pleasures forevermore. And hallelujah, hallelujah. And I wonder right now as we pray over this, this message today in the, in the next few minutes, I wonder... If we could do that, if we could lift up the Lamb this morning and praise Him. And, and, and we need the Spirit to move down and move upon us in this house. God, we need Your Holy Ghost to move in this place. God, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we know that the Spirit, God, You move, You abide, You dwell in the praises of Your people. God, we lift You up this morning. We exalt You. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I worship and adore You, Savior. Magnify and exalt You this morning. And ask that you, God that you would move upon us and move in me and through me in the precious name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated this morning. I want to title this just a simple, simple thought. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb. If ever there was a time people need, needed to be Hold him, it is now. It is now. We are living, I believe, in the last days. 
we need to see him. We need to behold him. People need a revelation of who Jesus, the Lamb of God, is today. Amen. Praise God. In the Bible, there is a centerpiece, a um, what I like to call, I've preached on it, a scarlet thread that runs throughout the Bible. But there, if you go into somebody's house and you look, usually they have a centerpiece on the table. If it's a dining table, they usually have a centerpiece. It's the main focus. It's the focal point uh, that, that leads your eye to, to, to whatever they want to show off. Typically, if you look in a a, a curio cabinet, and young people don't even know what that is. Some of them, can I talk to the older generation? You many know what a curio cabinet actually is? Okay, good. I got about half the uh, over, uh, younger section over there. Nobody raised their hand. Older section, I guess, over here. We know what a curio cabinet is. Usually they put their, their finest china, their best, uh, their best piece of, of glass or whatever, their best dish out front and center. It, it, it's the thing that we want to show. Right, ladies? See, I... I understand a few things. I do pay attention. You walk in something, you look on the wall. A lot of times, they'll have the, their best piece of art front and center, right? And it centers the room. It draws your, your eye and attention to the centerpiece. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? It's the main piece that, that, that draws your attention. Well, the Bible has a centerpiece. From beginning to the end... The centerpiece is on Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Everything in the Old Testament points to Christ. And everything in the New Testament points to Christ. He is the centerpiece of salvation. Praise God. He's the foundation of salvation. He's the, 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 the centerpiece, the, the foundation, the center of reconciliation and redemption. That's who he is. The Lamb of God is the Savior of nations. He's the Savior of all ages. He is the core, literally and figuratively and spiritually, of the universe. He's the very fabric of this tapestry of truth found in the Word of God. Everything points to Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Somebody say amen. He is the cornerstone and the foundation of revelation. Amen. Throughout the Bible, everything in the Old Testament, everything in the New Testament points to the Lamb. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they lost relationship and God moved them out. <clears throat> the Bible says that God had to kill an animal. It doesn't say a lamb, but I believe it was a lamb. And he took the, the, the skins of that lamb and he clothed them. And we know we are clothed in his righteousness. For our righteousness is as filthy rags. That's the Old Testament New Testament coming together. And I believe it was a lamb because <clears throat> in Genesis 4 you find Abel who brought... Verse 4 of chapter 4, Abel brought of the firstlings of his flock. He brought a lamb unto the Lord and sacrificed unto the Lord. And the Bible says in Hebrews, by faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. I believe that Adam probably said, hey son, you need to offer a lamb. Why? Because that's what God did for us. <clears throat> so from the very beginning, we find a lamb that was slain. Why? Because without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. And I know people in this day and age are like, blood, that's gory, that's, ooh, that's icky, that's, that's disgusting. Can I tell you, you ready? Calvary wasn't a pretty picture. Probably most of us, if not all of us, would probably be completely grossed out by Calvary. 
Thankful we're not living 2,000 years ago in the time of Romans where they, it was just second nature for people to be crucified and cut up in pieces and fed the lines and people got a kick out of that. How sick was that? But all the way to the beginning, thousands of years ago, in the very beginning, Adam and Eve, a lamb. Genesis 22, we find Isaac and Abraham going to uh, the mount, which is now basically the temple mount in Jerusalem. And verse number 7 of chapter 22, Isaac said, hey, Dad, behold the fire. <laughs> hey, Dad, I, behold, I see the fire. Hey, Dad, uh, uh, behold the wood. Uh, but, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself. I believe he was speaking prophetically. He will provide himself a lamb, which a couple thousand years later, we find the story of Jesus Christ being crucified at the very same place. God provided himself. God was manifested, robed in the flesh. He provided himself a lamb. Somebody say amen. amen. My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Here they go. Isaac says, hey, dad, behold the fire and behold the wood. But where's the lamb? You're going to see him. Just hold on. We're going to see him. If you're willing to sacrifice, you can see the lamb. I ain't got time to preach all this this morning because it's Easter. I'm supposed to be done in like 20 minutes. I may not quite make it. Exodus chapter 14, you find the story of the Passover. How many remember the story of Moses and the Passover in Egypt and Pharaoh and let my people go and all that good stuff? The ten plagues and the tenth one was the, 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 the plague of death and the death angel walked through the land and went to the house. And wherever there wasn't blood applied from a sacrificial lamb on the doorpost and the mantle, the eldest son was killed. <clears throat> Jesus is referenced as the second Adam. Let me just get a little, I don't have a shovel to get that deep this morning. This, the, the eldest son was killed. We were born into sin, shaping in iniquity. We were the eldest to Adam. But thanks be to God, he shed blood that the eldest could live. Humanity could. <laughs> Leviticus chapter 3. If he offer a lamb for his offering, then shall he offer it <clears throat> before the Lord, and he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering and kill it before the tabernacle of this congregation. And Aaron's son shall sprinkle the blood thereof round about upon the altar. They would sprinkle the blood where he was, where the lamb was killed. Well, the blood of Jesus Christ. Ran down on the earth, the world, for everybody. In case you didn't pick that up, by the way, I went Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Let's go to Numbers. I'm just kind of marching my way through. I'm not going to go through every Old Testament, but everything points to the Lamb. <clears throat> Genesis, Exodus 14, Leviticus 3, 7, and 8. Numbers, tons of verses in Leviticus and Numbers, but Numbers 6, 14. And he shall offer his offering unto the Lord, one he lamb of the first year without blemish for a burnt offering. It had to be a spotless lamb, a perfect lamb, without blemish for a sin offering. Jeremiah 11 and 19, but I was like a lamb that is brought to the slaughter. And In our text, John sees Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, 
We've waited thousands of years to see this perfect, spotless lamb. And here he is. The lamb. The perfect lamb that's going to shed perfect blood. That's going to be able to wash and cleanse us from all our sins. John says, hey, behold, hey, look, everybody, it's the Lamb. And I come to tell somebody, hey, look to Jesus. Behold, you can behold the Lamb of God today. You can still see Him. You can still behold Him. My, 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 my. Revelations 5 and 12. Let's go to the New Testament for just a second. Go to the end. I'm going to skip a little bit. But worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Revelations 5 verse 12. From beginning there's a Lamb and all the way to the end, Revelations, it goes back and it looks back to the Lamb. Revelations 21. Coming to the end of the Bible. If you didn't know Revelations, that's the last book in the Bible. Revelations 21. And the city had no, had no need of the sun. <clears throat> no need of the sun. We need the sun, don't we? Be kind of hard to work and have no sun. Be hard to leave with no live with no sun. Can I tell you? You can't live without the sun. You can't see without the sun, oh man. But behold, the Lamb. <clears throat> Revelation twenty-one talking about heaven and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. You see, we live in this universe called, it's a, a heliocentric. I used to love teaching all this stuff in history, but there was a mindset. A lot of people, for, for many years, thousands of years, a lot of people believed that we were geocentric, that everything went around us. Right? Well, I know it does, because it comes up in the east. And I get to watch the sun throughout the day. And it goes and goes and goes and goes down over there. So it must be going around us. That's what people thought. The problem is, spiritually, a lot of people still live that way. They want the lamb to revolve around them. When I need some daylight. <laughs> they, they want the, the church to revolve around their schedule. Oh, it's making people uncomfortable right now. Oh, my goodness. Help me, Jesus. Matter of fact, this is the best time when I look, I don't look, make eye contact. People think, oh, he's preaching right at me. Maybe God is. People live that way. They want everything to revolve around them because they're self-centered. No man can serve two masters, the Bible says. In other words, you can't serve self and God at the same time. I'm going to do what I want to do. Okay, geocentric person. By the way, you are made of earth. We are earthen vessels. We were, came from the dust and to the dust, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. The dust we shall return, right? What are you serving? God, the Son, the Son of God, or earth? I want to be heliocentric in my worship. I'm serving Him. I, everything I do, I want to revolve around Him. Every decision I make, it's what... What would the Lamb do? WWJ. What would Jesus do? Everything I do, every decision, it needs to revolve around my relationship with Him. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not really sorry. Let me rephrase. 
I hope I don't make anyone feel uncomfortable today. But I just have to share what I feel in my spirit. I want to be heliocentric. I want my life, I want my family, I want my kids, I want my grandson. I want God to be at the center of it all. I want Jesus to be the center of my life. I want Jesus to be the center of my decision. I want Jesus to be, why? I know, I know if I can make him the center of it all, I'll always walk in the light. I'll always walk in the light. That was my introduction. I got to hurry. Jesus Christ is the center, central figure. From beginning? Jesus Christ is the center. He's the central figure of all scripture. Everything points to him. Brother Urshan preached a 238 years ago about Jesus Christ. Everything points to him. One of the best messages on who Jesus is I've ever heard. But Jesus is the central figure and the cross is the central factor. Jesus the lamb is the cent- center figure, central figure, but the cross is the central factor. Because if the lamb would not have endured the cross, he would not have been the lamb for me. Thank God for Calvary. That God robed himself in flesh and went to the cross. And when they crucified him, you ready? He one arm went that direction to the beginning of time, and the other arm went forward to where we are. And he said, everything points to me. Every sin. Thank God for the blood. There's still power in the blood. Because of Calvary, because of the Lamb at Calvary, all the way to the beginning and all the way to the end. He's the central figure, and the cross is the central factor of salvation. Jesus said in Matthew 26, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. You see, you've got to understand that why was there a lamb that had to be crucified? The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission. The, the only thing that would roll their sins away or cover their sins, if you will, or make an atonement for their sins so that people wouldn't go, have to go to hell because of the sins and the mistakes and the weights that they've been carrying and did and the bad things and the bad decisions was the lamb that was slain for them and the blood would cover them and they're like, whoo, Old Testament. But when we are buried with him in baptism, the Bible says, we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. New Testament, we, it's still the blood that washes. We go down in the watery grave in Jesus' name, rising in newness of life. Behold, all, behold, you ready? Behold, all things are become, When you behold the Lamb, behold, all things become new. 1 Peter 1.18, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. But it was with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Acts 20 and 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock. Everybody say the flock. That's us. We're the imperfect sheep. He's the perfect sheep. Not a single one of us are perfect. All of us, all of us have some blemishes. Every one of us have some faults. Not a single one of us are perfect. 
but he is. Isaiah said, all we like sheep have gone astray. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to jump a little bit ahead of my notes because I'm running out of time. In the Old Testament, when they would bring a sacrifice, they, could, they, they would bring a, a sin offering. They would bring a, uh, all these type of sacrifices, a peace offering. They had to find a lamb that was without spot because only a perfect lamb, a lamb without spot, could be sacrificed to make an atonement or cover somebody's sin. <clears throat> and they would look, and they would, they, would, they, would, they would take a look, and they would look at a lamb, and they would find sheep or lambs that had a blemish, that had a fault. Can I help somebody this morning? You may think of yourself as a blemished sheep. Welcome to the team. You may think, I have faults. I'm not perfect. Welcome to the club. The Bible says when they found the sheep that had blemishes, that had faults, do you know what they did with that sheep? That's the one sheep that got to live. The perfect sheep had to die. There's only one. And that lamb already died. Ready? So that us blemished sheep could live. I'm telling you, I just, I'm so thankful this morning. And I, my, Brother Scott, I feel the same way. My, my thanks is not enough. It's so inadequate when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me. I feel so inadequate, but thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing this blemish sheep to live. <clears throat> Hebrews 9 and 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. Everybody say his blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. I hope this is making sense to everybody this morning. Revelations 5 and 9. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. If thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. You ready? I don't care what language people speak. I don't care what ethnic background they have. The Bible says his blood still covers everybody. Red, yellow, brown, white, pink, polka dot. The blood still works for everybody. Amen. He'll say, well, all this stuff about race. I, I only find, even science tells us, there's only one race. It's called the human race. There's different cultures. I understand that. And, and people get, oh, I don't know, I like my culture. I like it. Well, come on, you... you you like other cultures. Just where do you eat? <clears throat> gotcha. Where do you want to go, honey? I don't know. Where do you want to go? You want American? You want Mexican? Of course, our church be like, yeah. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> you want some Chinese food? Hey, once in a while, some soul food? Oh, yeah. Some Cajun, a little spice, <clears throat> cultures, one race, human. I'd beware of anybody that tries to pit one race against another because there's only one race that's human. They're trying to pit ethnic groups against each other. That's called division. If you want to try to put one ethnic group against or above another, you got issues. Not with me. You got issues with him. 
Because the Bible says, thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. His blood works for everybody. Oh, hallelujah. And this is in Revelation. So it's talking about when we all get to heaven, guess what? There's going to be everybody there that's covered by the blood. You're not going to see ethnic. You're not, there, I don't know what language we're going to It's going to be a heavenly language. It may be Espanol. It may be Francais. Tu parles en français? Un peu? Je parle en français un peu? Et toi? I said, I speak a little French, just a little bit. And you? Hablo espanol un poquito. Mi problema es yo pienso en inglés, no pienso en español, ¿verdad? I speak a little Spanish. Do you understand that? I don't speak a whole lot. I'm like, más espacio, por favor. I don't know what language you're going to speak in heaven. I don't really care as long as I get to go. And the only people that are going to be there are going to be clothed in his righteousness. They've got the blood of the lamb applied to their life. It's all about the blood. Well, hallelujah, amen. I could try to do my best hillbilly vernacular, but I don't know. I hope I'm not offending anyone, really, because God is no respecter of persons. Exodus 12 and 13. Oh, man, it's 11, 15. The blood shall be, I love this, and the blood shall be to you for a token. A token, an investment. It, the blood always comes with a cause. But he paid the price. He shed perfect blood. This is back in Exodus at the Passover, but it's a, there's a, it's a token, it's a sign, it comes with a cause. Upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's what the Passover, that's where it started. Exodus, Moses, coming out of Egypt. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. The plague of death. When the blood is applied, we escape the plague of spiritual death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but it's the gift of God. The gift of God is eternal life. And the only way to get to experience the gift of God is you have to have the blood applied. And how do I get the blood applied? That's a good question. How do I get the blood applied? I get buried in the precious name of Jesus Christ in a watery baptism, in a watery grave. And the blood is applied, and the old man, the other man, is washed, is cleansed, is sanctified. And I become a, behold, a new creature in Christ Jesus. When I behold the Lamb, behold, I become a new creature. Oh, thank God for the blood. Oh, my goodness. John, I'll go back to my text. I'm, I'm trying to skip through some of this, but Jesus is coming unto him, and John says, Behold the Lamb which taketh away the sin of the world. And yet, I, just as Isaiah had prophesied, he was despised. He was Rejected. We esteemed him not. He was stricken. God robes himself in flesh. He comes in the form of a lamb. They didn't recognize him. Here comes John. Behold, hey, everybody, this is the lamb. And yet people refused him even in his time. Here comes God, manifested in the flesh. God, this God's a spirit. He, he forms he forms himself a, a body in Mary. That which was conceived in Mary was conceived of the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, synonymous term, Spirit, God is Spirit. And he makes himself a flesh, a body, to be our lamb. 
And John the Baptist says, hey, there he is. Here he is. He's here. The Messiah is here. But here was the problem. The society didn't want a lamb. They wanted the lion. They wanted the lion of the tribe of Judah. They wanted to, for him to come and set up his kingdom. And, and they wanted the lion to come and take charge. But he came as a lamb. Can I submit to you? You'll never see the lion until you know the lamb. You can't experience the awesome power of God until you behold the lamb. You, you don't know what real living's like until you behold and see him as he is and behold the lamb. Until you embrace him as the lamb. Until you're baptized and your sins are washed away. You'll never get to meet the lion of the tribe of Judah until you first meet. Guess what I'm trying to say is behold the lamb today. You got to see the lamb. You got to know the lamb. He's got to be the centerpiece of our lives. Isaiah had prophesied about the Messiah, the Christ. He would be brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and yet they, they paid no attention to that. John says, behold the lamb, and people are like, oh, we're not looking for a lamb. We're looking for a lion. But he, he has to come as a lamb because he's got to take care of the sin issue. A lot of people want the power of God, but they don't want to take care of the sin issue. you got to behold the lamb to see the lion. I want the power of God in my life. you got to have the power of, of the blood to have the power of the lion. You see, that's why there's this process called repentance. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, that's beholding the Lamb, that's getting the blood applied. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, that means behold, all things are, be, you know, pass away, behold, all things are become new. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, the Spirit of God. you got to first behold the Lamb to behold the Lion. Isaiah 53, I, I'll just read it. All we like sheep have gone astray. Every one of us imperfect. Every one of us false. No single, no, no single people here. I said, I mean, no perfect people here. We got a few single people around here. No perfect people allowed. I, I saw that. I saw a sign on a church site once. I said, no perfect people allowed. I thought, that's great. I said, except for him. This is the perfect place for imperfect people. That's the coolest thing about the blood of the Lamb. When we're covered by the blood of the Lamb, we all are become one. Did you know, <clears throat> little sidebar, Adam in the Garden of Eden, God looks at him and he goes, I can do better. I'm going to make a woman. <laughs> I'm going to make a helpmate. He's in my image. He's alone. And the Bible says, the Bible says that Eve ate the fruit first, right? And it says that then she gave it to Adam who was with her in the garden, but she ate it. I think this personal, Mike Bowling's 101, I, th I think Adam had a choice. He said, I, I don't have to eat it, but then I'm going to be separated for the love of my life. I would, rather, I would rather choose to eat it and choose death that I might live with her. And that's exactly why Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. God wrote himself in flesh and said, I'll endure the cross because I love my bride, the church, so much. 
I'm willing to shed my blood. There's not a there's not a parent or grandparent in here, I don't believe, that if you saw your kid or they, you had to make the choice, it was either you or your grandkid. There's not a single parent or grandparent, I don't think, in here that say, hey, choose me. That they might live. So God robed himself in flesh and became our Messiah, our perfect Lamb of God, so that his children, us, could live. This is... He said, there's no greater love than a man would have than he would lay down his life for a friend. The Bible says God count, counts us as his friends. We, are the, we become children of God. Do you know that Jesus loves you that much? You ready? Can I show you how much he loves you? Remember the cross? Could live. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb. You see, Jesus is the Lamb, the perfect Lamb. And He is at the center of salvation today. And I'm closing. The question that I have for, for us this morning the question that I feel God wants me to ask everyone in this house is this. Is Jesus, the Lamb, truly at the center of your life? Is the Lamb of God truly at the center of your life? Revelations 13 tells us in verse number 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. <clears throat> and if any man have an ear, let him hear. It's not a matter of if you will worship, but it's a matter of when you worship. It's not a matter of when you, or if you bow your knee to the Lamb. It's a matter of when. You can either behold Him now or behold Him when it's too late. I, I don't want to wait. I want to behold Him. I want to see Him as He is. As we stand together this morning, I want to once again ask you the question. Is the Lamb that is the center focal point of all scripture. And we know that Jesus Christ is the lamb that was slain. Just as the lamb is, is the focal point. The centerpiece. Calvary. The lamb. The perfect blood. Is the centerpiece of all scripture. I want to know this morning. I want to ask you today. Is that same lamb. This same lamb. The centerpiece. The focal point the central focus of your life. And if you can't honestly say, yes, Jesus is at the center of my life today. My, 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 I have good news for you. I, my, 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 my message is geared to you today because you can behold the Lamb and see Him as He is. <laughs> you can still see Him. 
you can still behold him. You can still meet him and get to know him. That which was concealed in the Old Testament was revealed through Jesus Christ. You see, everywhere Jesus went, he was, he was not as concerned with healing people as he was about people getting to know who he is. That's why he asked Peter multiple times, Peter, 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 whom do men say that I am? Some say this, some say that. Peter, who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the Messiah, the sacrificial life. Thou art the Christ, the son of the, li the living God. Jesus said, oh, flesh and blood hath not revealed this, but my father's spirit. I, Jesus was more concerned that Peter could behold him as the lamb. Because Peter... As great as Peter was, denied Christ three times. Peter was impetuous. Peter had an anger problem. Peter had a temper. Might be one or two people like that. I don't know. But Jesus knew Peter's character. And he knew Peter said, Peter, you need a lamb. You don't need to know me first as a lion. You need to know me first as a lamb. The Holy Ghost moving in this place right now. I feel the Spirit of God moving in this house. I'm telling you, God wants to reveal Himself to somebody today as, as a lamb, a sacrificial lamb, that He shed blood, that you can come and repent of your sins, that you can be baptized in Jesus' name. All your sins can be washed away, and you can get to know Him not just as the lamb, but also the lion. You can also receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How many are thankful that you be, you've beheld him as a lamb? I just, want to, I just want to do this. I want to invite everybody. If you're a guest, you're welcome to come. I just want to invite everybody. If you're thankful that you've beheld him as a lamb or you want to behold him as your lamb, if you're thankful that you, you know him and you have a relationship, you know who he is and have a revelation of him, you see him as he is, I just want to invite you to an altar, maybe to come and maybe lift up your hands or your voice and just come to worship him and give God praise and glory. Can we just do that for a moment this morning? Can we take a few minutes? If you want to behold him as a lamb, you can come and meet him this morning. You just want to come and just lift up your hands and say, Jesus, I'm coming to behold you. God, I'm coming to an altar to behold you, to see you, who you are. I want to get to know you. I want to know you in a very real way. I want to behold you. I want to see you. I want the revelation of who you are. God, I'm seeking you. God, I want my sins to be covered by your blood. I, I want to know you. I want to know more about you. I want to meet you. I want to have a relationship with you, God.